I'm Dale Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching the Dale and Emerson Show off to a roaring good start. Straight talk. Real gay. This show is free. <laughs> Obviously. We have we have no producer. We have no tech people. It's just us. And oh, I and we do that for it's your really just Emerson. I just show up and if it and if if I don't come in, I don't know what the fuck to do. Uh, and look, so, this time I've even made a set. Look, I know you got that poinsettia and everything. I got inspired by you. I was like, look, I, I got a festive set. Look, and I get all these cards up. I mean, oh, oh it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time and we're stuck. Uh, all right, but, well, back to our regularly scheduled program. Welcome to the Dell and Emerson Show. What we do here is LGBTQ news and nonsense, whether you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Periscope on Twitter, which Twitter is killing in March, so that will be the end of that. Please say hello, share the broadcast, tell us what's on your mind. Wait a second, I didn't know this. You say yeah. Twitter's over? No, Periscope, which is how the video goes out. Oh, oh. They're canceling okay. it. They said we're tired of it. What is Trump going to do without Twitter, without um, a president? We would all Twitter. be better off. We would, every one of us, be better off if Twitter Probably just didn't so. exist. Everyone. It, I know more strong. people, I think more heart pills and mental health pills and stress pills and people needing to work out to get some endorphins are caused by Twitter than anything else on the entire internet. Well, okay. That is a very strong opinion. Do you know okay, what <laughs> I don't, do I agree? Um, if Twitter did not exist, I, I don't know what I would do for the third thing that I do in the morning after I, you know, check all my email and then check my banking and then I go to Twitter. Uh-huh. I can't decide whether it's strangers you don't know on Twitter that people get worked up about or family members you do know on Facebook, which is worse for all of our well-being. Well, I have to say I've stopped doing uh, a lot of Facebook engagement on my my personal page because I just decided I don't I, I don't want to know that part of you. If I know that part of you, I see you differently, and um, it's changed my opinion of people. And I I because I, I, you know there's some shit on Facebook. Yeah, of course they say those are the people we're supposed to be talking to rather than the strangers. Because the people we can influence are the people we know and love who make us crazy. Yeah. But at a yeah. certain point, you have to go, you know what? I can't. I'm not changing that. And so I can either engage or not. But beating your head against a brick wall just gives you a bloody forehead. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. So well, what's what? Day. It's what? But it's been a day. We got Biden finally two days. The two Electoral days. College. He won yeah. for the 40th or 50th time. Buttigieg is going to be in charge of transportation. Yeah. Well, I, is he going to drive people around? I don't know exactly what that job is. Or I feel like from my time working as a Lyft driver, I am also qualified to be Secretary of Transportation. I feel like you could. And you've taken a lot of minutes for the foundation. So uh, you've got the secretary part down and the, the driver. And the transportation. You're probably uh, more qualified than he is. I, I think well, he, no, he has managed lots of projects. He does like projects. That's the, you know, he spent so much of his campaign time talking about the sewers in South Bend. He loves like nitty gritty, not sexy projects to work on. And he will be, when confirmed, the first Senate confirmed LGBTQ uh, cabinet level person ever. There's a lot of that people we know online, of. Yes, out. A lot of people online trying to say Richard Grinnell because the acting DNI position that he had is a cabinet level position, but he was not confirmed by the Senate. So that's the qualifier, the first I see. confirmed. Okay. Oh, good. Well, we don't want him to be anything. We just want him to go away. That's I mean, kind of what I. The accuracy of that I just cannot get rid. Oh, and what else? Oh, Georgia, y'all. Early voting started in Georgia. It sure did. I've been in yesterday. Yes, yes, it started yesterday. Oh, and William Barr resigned. Shocker. Shock. I mean, it, sho it just shocked the world. But doesn't it feel a little Sarah Palin -y to quit like five months, five weeks before the end? Like at this point, where what? Does he just want the holidays without having to pick up the, the phone calls? What's the point? He's just going to go dine. 
die and eat? I don't know. I don't know. Rob said, I keep getting images of Buttigieg and hearing clang, clang, clang. <laughs> if Chaston doesn't pay that over the loudspeaker every time when he comes home. That is hysterical. Good one, Rob. I um, love that. Um, and you're going to sing for us at the end of the show, I understand. I am. I'm going to do a little promo. Y'all stick around. I'm going to sing a little song at the end for Blake and my show this weekend. Um, there was also, oh, and in the middle of the show, I hope you all watched one, two, or all of the like big LGBTQ films this weekend. We'll discuss Dashing in December, the Christmas setup, and the prom a little later. So gather your thoughts. We didn't you know, Emerson, if, if we had just planned this out just a little bit more, obviously we don't because uh, the, the, the fiasco that started the show today, but uh, we could have done like they used to on those talk shows. He goes, we've got Emerson Collins here today. I don't know if I can get him to sing, but would you, would you entertain us with your don't vocals? Don't make me sing. Oh, and we Emerson, please. I um also we didn't talk about this, but I did want to shout out our very good friend Dennis Hensley, who's done a bunch of interviews for us uh, for uh, promoting our various projects. He does an amazing parody uh, fun show of the mismatch game that benefits the LA LGBT Center. Uh, he's been doing it literally for a decade. He's raised so much money for our center here and they're doing a mm -hmm. special show on Saturday night. Uh, it's $15 on Zoom, a Zoom mismatch game. Nadia Ginsburg, Jackie Beat, a bunch of his regular favorites. So y'all grab a ticket and go support them. He said, full honesty, you know, they always sell out their shows when they're live. They sell them out instantly. But there may be a little Zoom fatigue happening. And I can tell you, if you're sitting home on Saturday, this is a wonderfully hilarious adventure. And you will not want to miss it. So get to a ticket, algbtcenter.org backslash theater. Go support it. And I promise you won't regret it. And I won't go. I love Dennis Hensley. He's been very good to us. I, I will not be there. I'll be honest. I got a show the next day on my birthday, so I'll probably be working. Yeah, we got big birthday coming up. Yeah. Oh. Well, all right, y'all. We appreciate you uh, sticking with us through our technical difficulty. Look, y'all, that's what makes it fun. It's like when they crack up on SNL. That's us. We just don't understand the computer. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I still don't know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, shall we get on to the uh, the news and the nonsense? Prior to the Electoral College this weekend confirming uh, that Biden had indeed won this election repeatedly for the last and final time, hopefully, uh, a whole bunch of people gathered in Washington, D.C. The Proud Boys were out and about uh, just, just holding out hope in their hearts, I guess. And this happened. Uh, not that one. Oh no! This is this is a disaster. I cannot believe that I have loaned my name to this fiasco. I know it's true because I've been riding them coattails. Um, okay, the Proud Boys during their march. I just wanted to make sure that it was there before I try to share this. Uh, a bunch of them were wearing uh, kilts, I guess. Nope, it does not want to show. Screw it. That's it. What was it that Bill O'Reilly said that one time? We'll do it live. Do it live. Uh, I can't get to it. Just do that next one. Because I have okay. that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Lady Maga is a right drag far right far right drag queen and she joined the pride boys over the weekend and spoke to support them conservative writer john miller posted a video of people shouting shame uh and it wasn't evelyn champagne king's version as she spoke and wrote transgender lady maga shamed at trump rally america still has patriots willing to draw a line somewhere uh she is not trans she's a drag queen so uh, here we go. This is this is the the video. She tweeted that coverage of the shame chanting. Wait, let, me play, let me let me play the video. Yeah, is that? Did you get to that spot? Yeah, I got to that spot. Sometimes you want me to talk through the video. We need to rehearse, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm the one who writes the stories and is prepared. So uh, you could just say hush and say hit play when it's time. Hit to play. play. Hit play. Oh. 
Champagne King's version was much better. I just felt uh, like it was very important that we understand the audio. It was very Game of Thrones as she was trying. It was, to it was very much. Well, she tweeted that coverage of the shame chanting was irresponsible journalism because she believes it was the Groper army, the Groper, the Groper army, Groper. See, at the beginning of the show, you can also ask how to pronounce words you hadn't seen. I would, I would ask a lot more things if I could just get into the show. Uh -huh. uh, see, we meet at 10 till and you've been rolling eight in two or three minutes till. Oh my God, Emerson. Okay, so it's a loose group of white nationalists, not the Proud Boys who were chanting. She tweeted, Proud Boys had nothing to do with Tiny Tim, Nick Fuentes, and his small group of groipers. Uh, the obnoxious haters are not a reflection of her, of us, she said. Lady Maga is a drag persona of Ryan Woods. He recently posted a video about a school flying the uh, pride flag and a Black Lives Matter flag saying, I'm gay, but I don't think that a rainbow flag is an appropriate flag to fly outside of an American elementary school. He added that uh, the rainbow flag is leftist political radica radicalism. Fuck him. Fuck I know, her. It's so, fuck, you know, fuck Lady Baga. It's so interesting though, because, right? And, and y'all, I'm glad that everyone is thoroughly entertained by our nonsense today. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of funny watching them scream shame at her, but also it's the point we've been trying to make for so long with these people, right? Like they don't really want you. They wanted your votes, but this is them revealing who they are. And she's trying to split hairs and say like, oh, that's one group, but not most of MAGA who love me and support me and want me here. Like, why are you, why, why are you so desperate to be included with a group of people who don't want you? I well, mean, you know, here's the deal. I, I feel like the big shame is that she is trying to represent us in a very horrible way. That's the big shame of it. Uh, yeah. So I, I I just have no 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 use for her or any of those uh, Trump loving Republican gays. Well, and it yeah. also feels like just for attention, you know, it's it's like it's so you know if you're a liberal person saying hey vote for people that want to help LGBTQ people and our issues and and support you know poor people and immigrants and all of these various things, you're one of many many people in our community, which is the goal and which is good. But if you're only doing it for attention, an easy way to get attention is to take the opposite position because you're one of the only people standing over there. And if you it's don't, like, care, it's, yeah, like that one that one that did the Cindy Lauper song that that little asshole. Yes, Brandon Straka. Well, they talk to each other all the time. Her first big video was a walk away campaign video. So well, good. Let them and walk then, away. Like, Just walk away. I think I got this video. Here's the other one. Sit, show up. Okay. See, we're back on track, y'all. It's the, the funny thing is y'all, I can give Della a hard time all I want, but since I'm the one in charge of all of this, when something goes wrong, there's no one to blame but me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of proud boys uh, wrote on their butts, fuck Antifa, and then mooned everyone to, I guess, own the libs. I will never understand like aggressive straight guys into mooning because it's always inherently homoerotic. You know, you're mm -hmm. exposing yourself, you're practically winking the brown eye, saying, come on over. Um, I'm then, not coming over to any of those asses. Well, no, I mean, no, no, you know, no. that's the, you know, all those straight guys were like, oh no, drop this. Nobody wants you. I promise. Nobody wants you. No, no. Um, that's what, that's what I told that. Go ahead. Yes. No. Yeah. The interesting one. No, I just said, I once told, I once told a, a, a straight guy in my, in a Nashville audience who was, uh, being very homophobic in my audience. I said, you know what? We don't, don't fear us. We don't want you. There's nobody that you're not attractive enough. We don't, we don't want you. Yeah. Um, I once told a very good friend who said, if I were gay, I'd be into you. And I said, if you were gay, you wouldn't be hot enough for me. And he got so offended. And I said, no, you don't get to be offended at my theoretical rejection of your not actually homosexual self. His feelings were so hurt. And I was like, this is not real. That's why I said it. Don't just assume that we'd be grateful to have you.
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, if I, if I were gay, Dale Shores would be the one. Oh, I've had that. I've had people tell me that before, but I'm kind of flattered with that. I go, oh, oh really? I'll just take any compliment I can these days. Oh, 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 you would? Yes. Um, as Donnie said, there's plenty of us gay guys. We don't need to recruit. There you go. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Those yellow kilts were made by Virilis, an online store, uh, and they were horrified to see the Proud Boys in their ridiculous extremist right wearing their kilts because it is a pro-LGBT company that sells kilts in rainbow, trans pride, and bi pride colors. They tweeted, disgusted to see members of a fascist terrorist organization wearing our products. We are LGBTQIA owned and operated, designed and lived. We're against everything they stand for. I see $750 of our gear in that picture. And I just gave $1,000 to the NAACP to redirect hate to love. E-E-R-I-L-L-A-S. If you want to look them up and get you a modern sort of kilt thing. I just loved that. They saw it so quick and were like, "Uh uh-uh, we are not being attached to that. Well, you know, that's always so interesting to me, Emerson. We we talked about Facebook earlier, but like I have this one cousin um, uh, in in Abilene or Clyde, Texas, somewhere there. And he's always putting uh, memes up of like George Clooney or... So, some very liberal person, and yet he is so anti everything that we are. And it's oh, in Hollywood's this and it's but he's still quoting with these memes or you know Matthew McConaughey. And I'm going, well, aren't you, you? You're I'm pretty sure that Matthew McConaughey did not vote for Trump. Well, maybe he did. I don't know, but uh, just bugs me. No, oh, I don't think yes. so. Well, it's and it's the irony of that's why they're always like, just shut up and act or sing or whatever, because like entirely too many people that work in the arts are liberal because the arts are about exploring humanity and how we yeah. engage and interact with each other. And it's hard and it's impossible to me not to bring that also into your politics. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we're right, gonna, we, we don't have the right. We do quick have the right. Quick break news out of the Supreme Court. I remember we told you uh, like two weeks ago about that Box versus Henderson case out of Indiana, where they waited three years to rule on this case about the lesbians being uh, both on the birth certificate, and then they sent it to the Supreme Court now that it's real conservative. Uh, well, the Supreme Court turned it down. They refused to hear the case. The vote was unanimous. So the ruling in favor of the parents, those four sets of uh, lesbians, uh, will all be on the birth certificate. So all that work they did, hoping to get a bigoted response, did not work. And that's a big Yeah, it's not working. It's interesting. It's interesting. And okay, I I can't stand this person, but Tulsi Gabbard, as she's on her way out the door of Congress, has introduced legislation that would ban transgender girls and women from participating in sports as their gender. The bill would amend Title IX to make it illegal for sports programs to permit a person whose biological sex is male to participate in an athletic program or activity that is designated for women or girls. Gabbard's bill does not define biological sex or say how it will be determined, whether by DNA tests, genital exams, or other possible measures, leaving it up to the state and local sports governing bodies to develop their own systems to ensure that they are in compliance with federal legislations. Gabbard said, Title IX is being weakened by some states who are misinterpreting Title IX, creating uncertainty, undue hardship, and the lost opportunities for female athletes. Our legislation protects Title IX's original intent, which was based on the gender, the general biological distinction between men and women athletes based on sex. Back in September, uh, bigot Kelly Loeffler introduced a similar bill in the Senate that required state and local athletes organizations to determine a student athlete's reproductive bio biology and genetics at birth. Loeffler's office denied that she supported genital and DNA exams for women in sports. So um, it's just so frustrating and exhausting. And, and Tulsi, who ran as a Democrat and had to deal with all those years of that cult she grew up in and the conversion therapy stuff and the homophobia stuff that she was like, no, no, that's really not me. And here she is on the way out the door attacking trans people and trans what, youth and trans What the athletes. fuck is she going to do? Sell white suits? I mean, what is she going to oh, do now? Her, I think she's just going to turn around and be a Republican. She's going to start going on. She, I bet she follows that Rick Santorum path and she starts being a talking head as like a moderate or some bullshit. I am so tired of him. 
I am tired of him on CNN. I just want to scream every time he comes on. Yep. I mean, CNN, take him off. I don't watch anymore. I don't watch any of them. I read the news on my telephone, read the stories. I don't watch. It just all makes me too crazy. I just don't need that in my festive holiday season. Crazier. Crazier. Yeah. I just, look, those pill, these pills. <laughs> pilling? You've been pilling? Y'all told you, these pills I got me this summer, you know, they're designed to support, but not, I got to do some of the work too. <laughs> I was, um, a difficult was, stimulus. They just sit right here on the of them, them depression pills. You got uh, you some, hey, uh, Emerson, maybe I should get on them some, some of the, I need me some of them depression pills. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that you bring it, <laughs> <laughs> you do not need depression pills. Minor Ooh. anxiety, mostly. Oh, what, oh shoot, I, I got to prepare. That reminds me, I have a prescription to pick up. Get it. It just, <laughs> oh, look, it's like festive at Christmas. Yeah. I, I'm going to use this as a maraca in the show on Saturday. Jingle, Good, pills, yeah. jingle, pills, jingle. Oh. Anyway, uh, what did, oh, it's my turn. I got Yes, you. it's your turn. Um, this was a, a really fun, uh, we, you know, I we talk often about how the bisexual people are some of the one of the largest parts of our community, but uh, it's much harder representation to find um, in culture. And so Cody Lawrence was recently a contestant on Jeopardy in one of the very last episodes hosted by Alex Trebek. And he used that moment to represent and wore a bisexual pride flag pin on his rappel, on his lapel. Can y'all see it right there yeah. with his big sweet grin on his face? Um, he wrote a big post afterward. The episode aired saying, I had an ephemeral platform for the evening, and I find we can use all the visibility we can get because bi erasure is a real phenomenon. Erasure is still a major problem both outside and notably within the LGBTQ plus space. I wore my pin on Jeopardy because it's a powerful symbol to show you that we exist. We exist. Um, and it was just a really lovely moment of like, a matter of fact, here I am, and this is who I am. And he follows in the footsteps in 2019, John Press Lloyd answered a question about why he didn't bet big on a daily double by saying, my husband would kill me, just nonchalantly dropping it into conversation. And in 2015, you probably saw the viral clip at one point of out writer and comedian Louis Vertel and his big snap circle seen around the Jeopardy world. But this was great. And we got really fun news about him today. Yeah, it was like when, when we uh, put out the word that we were doing this show and Cody Lawrence was on it, uh, Caroline, my daughter, Caroline, reminded me that she went to a grade school and he was in her class. Cody Lawrence was in her class. She actually reached out to him and told him that we were doing the show. And he said, please tell your dad hi. So um, that he used to go to that. play dates and, and stuff. So And it's also wonderful, you know, to remind um, people, you know, that it's like you come out, right? But visibility means often coming out over and over and over again at lots of ages. Every time somebody asks, every time you shop for something that's for you and a wife, husband, partner, um, and to see people think about the opportunities they have that he thought about. I have this opportunity and what's a way that I can be myself uh, and represent for people like me. And I just love that. Simple and smart and, and visible. All the applause, Cody. When I'm going out in public, I'm going to start saying, you know, if my ex-husband and I were still together, we, maybe that's a way I can drop it, you know, just yes. Hobby Lobby and shit. You know, my, and just any store, right? You just be at Sprouts. You know, my ex-husband and I used to make salads all the time with kale, but, you know, I've really moved on in, in this new phase of my life to arugula. <laughs> because we used to fight over kale. I just can't uh, look at kale anymore. Please start doing that at stores where it's inappropriate, at, like at FedEx. You know, I am not overnighting this to my ex-husband because, you know, that's just not. I, he can do snail mail, but this is for my daughter. And so that it's, 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 I, I will send all those pictures that I cut him out of. Uh, ex-husband <laughs> Chronicles. Carrie's here. She said, yay, Cody. He was in her elementary school class. Yes, he was. So, all right. Well, here we go. We, we, we got a TikTok story. Uh, this story is a whole film in 60 seconds, and I loved watching it. Uh, TikToker Zephyrin. Uh, and his older sister, who is bi, were kicked out of the house as teenagers when they came out of the closet to their father. He made a TikTok sharing the bombshell story that has been liked almost 3 million times with more than 36,000 comments 
to the tune of Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. The story on screen as Bad Romance is playing, it says, my sister at 16 coming out as mine, getting kicked out by my homophobic father. Uh, me being born 16 years later, being raised to be anything but gay by my father. Me coming out at 15 and getting kicked out by a homophobic father and sleeping in the street for two days because my parents were divorced and no way to tell my mom. My dad starting a new job and giving his old laptop to my nephew by leaving uh, uh, his Craigslist and email logged into. So my sisters did some investigating. Here's what the spirit. Here's where the story takes a little turn, a little twist, as we a say little. in the biz. A little. My dad selling himself for gay sex on back pages of Craigslist and getting money PayPal to him and finding years of cheating with men. Having someone on Grinder send me pictures of an orgy with my dad's picture as one of the participants. Ooh. My sisters and I putting all the evidence in Christmas stockings for the entire family on Christmas morning, 2017. And you can see the TikTok at this um, address. Or is, that, or is that for Hi. me? That's for you. That's I saw me. it. Y'all, this, this one minute story, short film from this man, had more twists and turns. Homophobic dad got kicked out of the house, slept on the streets for two days because they didn't get a hold of their mother. His dad gives away the laptop. It's still logged into Craigslist and they find that his dad has been selling himself on the back pages and Craigslist. And then somebody else sent him pictures of his father at an orgy on Grindr. Now, if you are going often enough for people to just have those photos in their files, it is a, practically a full-time job. And look, no judgment on selling yourself wherever your sex work gets your life. But uh, the homophobia that you directed at your children. But the best is putting all the information in stockings. <laughs> for Can the you imagine him family. writing these stories? I hope it was like in calligraphy. <laughs> Dear Meemaw. <laughs> so, haven't talked much. Just wanted to update you on dad's life journey. And then and then the picture and him them circling the dad and the orgy. <laughs> like, you might not recognize him from this per this perspective, but that is dad. Merry I, Christmas. <laughs> Merry I have follow-up questions. And I went to look and he's talked about some of it uh further. But I need to know, did they like stick these in the stockings and run? Or were they sitting there as everyone just casually read through the Reader's Digest of their dad's adventures in selling himself on the internet? A little, or they put, maybe they sent them in the mail like I do, a little stocking stuffer for you. Dad Here's was the little, stocking that got stuffed. He got the, his stocking really, he, his, he stuffed his stocking, his stocking got stuffed. I mean, from the sound of it, he was practically a puppet. Yes, well. But, and seriously though, the real, can you imagine, I can't imagine the pain for these kids. I mean, this story is really funny, but like to feel that level of rejection and then find that level of hypocrisy from the parent that rejected you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like if your parents are bigots and they're at least consistent bigots, that's one thing, but to feel all of that. Uh, and then, you know, he is also like you, separate from obviously his own self-hatred, the pain of that. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. hope he and his sister are doing well uh, without dad. Yes, me too. Well, right, y'all. Oh, we made it to the middle. Were y'all worried that we what, were we ever going to get here? Are we? we are, Did look. you think I was going to storm off? Storm oh, off the show? Oh my gosh! If you stormed off the set, that would have been so good. Just like I can't okay. work under these conditions. Okay, that's it. Wait, wait, wait. Let me recruit. Okay, look, Dale. Yeah, Dale. Yeah. All you have to do is talk when you're on camera. You know, it's um. All right, y'all. Hurt. <laughs> as much as it just hurt my heart. Um, genuinely, discussion time, y'all. Tell us, did you watch the Christmas setup, dashing in December, or the prom this weekend? What did you think? Share thoughts. Uh, and as you do, we will do some. Let's start with, shall we? Uh, which one do you want to start with? Well, we start with the Christmas setup. I mean, it's yeah. the first on our list. Uh, I saw it first. I saw it with uh, 
Matt Hayes the other night. And so, um, if you didn't see it, the Christmas setup stars real life husbands, uh, Blake Lee and Ben Lewis. These two gentlemen married in real life. And of course, Fran Drescher. What did you and Matt Hayes think? Well, I thought Fran was the best thing. I mean, I thought it was just awful. And and, and and awful, but then it's just like you could not stop watching it. And I mean, the production value was bad. It's like they just rolled out some bad snow. And then the I just I just didn't love that one. And, and I, I have good stuff to say about the other ones. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to disagree. I'm fascinated by this. First of all, do you ever watch any of these? Do you watch any of the Hallmark movies, any of the Lifetime no, movies? No, but this wasn't Hallmark. This was Lifetime. I know that's 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 that Hallmark right. movies, Lifetime movies, movies of the week. Do you watch many? When someone I know is in them, usually I usually don't gravitate towards them. Uh, I only ask because like this is the production value of all of them. That's why. Were, was, but I did love Fran. I mean, Fran was I love Fran, and I did love her in it. I didn't know. I did not love that movie at all. That's so interesting to me. And the, you loved it. Yeah, I thought these. I was like. This mean, this to me means something that you got two actually gay men to do this because part of the problem with this genre of movie is often like wooden dialogue against sets that are low budget, you know, because they are movies of the week. They're not big theatrical releases. And I thought the two of them were beyond charming. Like the entire innuendo joke section of getting that Christmas tree into the house and will it fit and what do we have to like, they made all of that work. You know, while Fran just laughed in the background like being a sweet like matchmaking mother. Yeah, I thought they were charming. That's so interesting to me. I d maybe it was my mood. I don't know. Oh maybe no, you don't have mood. to. This this but is that's I didn't I didn't I didn't love it. Um, um, hold on, let's see what other people said about this one. Uh, John said I couldn't find setup. Well, it was on Lifetime, um, and I'm sure they'll reshow it. It will be, be an annual thing. Ken said Fran's movie was cute. And Ken just pointed out, and this is true, in the Christmas setup, the straight brother is gay in real life. So they had gays playing gays and gays playing straights. Um, and I feel like we should we should see him in a minute because he's very handsome. Um, let's see, Jim said, Christmas setup was good to find a man that looks at me like Patrick looked at Hugo. Aww. Ann said the Christmas setup was amazing. I loved Fran as the mother. I mean, you cannot go wrong. Like, uh, no, who was, want Fran to be their mother, right? Looks like I stand alone. Looks like I stand alone. I thought the brother, uh, I thought the two, the two, the couple were okay, were, were, were good. I thought their acting was good. I thought the brother was weak, but that's just, you know, that's just me with. Well, acting. I also appreciated though that in this one, because it was finally about the gays, like the brother didn't have a lot of character because right. it wasn't his story. So it was like, oh, by the way, I'm here, but y'all need to see this is the this is who played the brother, you know, who yeah, he was the best he friend. Was lovely to look at. And he's gay in real life. So look, they let us play straight parts sometimes too. Every well, look at you. I let you play. Well, you were bisexual. I was about to say, I got halfway there. Um, Eric said, I liked how it was exactly what Lifetime movies are. And that is sort of my actual response to it is, you know, this genre of movie, earnest movie making on, you know, not big budgets because they put out lots of them all year. We should get to have our own versions of those movies and they should be good to the people who like that kind of movie. It is also fine for it to not be a genre uh, that people enjoy. Uh, Steven said the Christmas setup was my favorite of the two. Well, now dashing in December, you liked that one better. What'd you? Think I about saw that, that one this afternoon actually, and I liked it. I did like it better. Uh, the lead, I uh, Peter Port, I guess is his name, started uh, out I thought very mediocre in performance, and he grew on me. Uh, I thought the other guy, Juan Pablo de Pache, I, I thought he was fantastic, and you know Andy McDowell, I love her for years, and so it was good to see her back. And uh, so I, and we had our friend Catherine Bayless in it, so I, I, I really enjoyed it. I screamed when Catherine's name showed up in the credits because I didn't know, and I it, asked her. Kat, Jake Helgren, who wrote and directed uh, Dashing in December, 
he's big, big, big in the movie of the week now. He started as a writer, then he started directing, and now he's making three, four a year. Um, and I'm sure it was a passion project as a gay man to make this film. And this was the third of his films that Catherine has been in. Yeah. That so was, she's it, in a bunch with him. Yeah, he, she, he, he loves her. Uh, and I knew I I knew she had done this. Uh, had green leaves on the aspen tree. Well, yeah, so since you got to shoot those Christmas movies out of season, they were in Utah, I believe. Um, but you can only put so much snow on the nearby trees, and then you just got to deal with it. I tell you what was hard for that movie is they made the lead character at the beginning almost unredeemable, where you could not like him. Uh, and then finally, there was a transition where you could, but it was really hard, almost to believe that there there could that, that there could be that much of a transition but it's uh, also in character. Part of what I liked about it that it wasn't like oh here's that like that they went the opposite direction of so many of these movies that it was like I don't like you like you like I thought it was hysterical that Juan Pablo's character was like your son seems yeah. terrible yeah. And then, like, I you thought, get the story that he's been paying for everything, and so, like, he's the busy city boy, and, oh, there's a heart underneath there, and all the way to the point where he says, I don't think he should, I don't think I'm good enough for him, and Andy McDowell said, yes, you are. Here, there, 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 there. Mama, go, go with that other guy. You've been, you've been, you know, there's always, there's a lot of, always, uh, 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 other relationships that are happening within those formula, the formula for those as well. Yes. Um, I, I did think the kissing was hot. I did think the I, I love that they didn't back away from it. That, yep. you know, Eric said dashing in December seemed to have a bigger budget with music and nice underwear. I mean that reindeer underwear, they both had yeah. festive holiday underwear. So if you didn't know they were gay before. And you, they did have, uh, they, they had to afford that Casey Musgrave song. So it, you know, in the gazebo though and then they had the little date well with the projector that was sweet see i liked all that i liked all that i guess i was just in a mood i know it is fine we do not all have to like everything but i will tell you both as like an audience member and also as a gay actor it was thrilling to see across both movies all four roles played by out gay men who are actors who work in our industry um not because it makes them better inherently, but there is something really lovely about seeing people that you know lean into those moments, know what the little touches mean, I've experienced it, and that they're getting the opportunity. So for all I four mean, of them, I applaud. I agree with you, Emerson. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, like there was this one moment where uh, Juan Pablo's character actually took the back of his neck and then just did that, stroked his hair. And I was thinking, I wonder if that would have been with, uh, you know, a couple of straight actors or the, the director may have said, do that. But it just felt so sweet and organic. Yeah. Uh, and and well, no hesitancy. I, I mean, I definitely think anybody can play any role well. There are bad gay actors, there are bad straight actors, there are bad sure. roles, there are bad, you know. Um, but I love seeing the four of them get the opportunity. All four of these handsome men. I mean, Juan Pablo that's been doing a bunch of stuff was on Fuller House. Peter Ports has been in uh, a whole bunch of Hallmark movies playing straight guys because he's handsome like Clark Kent Superman, handsome. Yeah, he sure is. Um, he's a very good looking guy. And I watched an interview where he said he campaigned for this role for this movie, I think as a gay actor getting to play in the first gay life, uh, you know, in these first gay holiday movies is great. And then every season, you know, there'll be more and more and we won't have to watch them if we don't want to because they won't be the first ones. And we, we haven't covered the prom. Shall we yeah, talk about Yeah, and the prom. Everybody, what y'all think of the prom? Uh, I still am, it, I, it's taken me three viewings to get through the prom. So uh, I've, got, I've got 35 minutes left. Um, I will say that I love that the story of the prom exists. I am sad that I didn't get to see the Broadway show um the sort of the there there's a big did you get to the action this the last prom yet you're not there yet um, no not the last one I, i'm at 35 minutes before the end they, they the girls she just broke up with the girl Her, got it yeah well spoiler alert they have a prom that everybody gets to go to um but she makes a video that she plays on the internet about being herself and like the shots of all these other uh queer kids um, and then all the queer kids really getting to go into the prom. I really, really loved that. And thinking about how traumatic this adventure has been for so many LGBTQ people to get 
to a prom that for other kids is just a regular rite of passage. Um, I thought that sweet and simple aspect of it was really lovely. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of crying, um, a lot of crying with uh, everybody. Everybody seemed to have a real nice cry scene. Uh, you can't help but love James Corden. I mean, you know, and I, I, I you didn't love him. I didn't love um, him. <laughs> I thought he was sweet, and I, I, I don't know. There's a really I, big outside conversation, though, happening about him in this. Have you seen any of that? No, I have not. That he played a gay guy. Yeah, because you know, and like we've y'all, we've talked a lot about like uh, representation and gay people and queer people getting more opportunities. Um, you know, but there's a little bit for a lot of people. There's not a lot of roles, right, for big, queeny gay guys. You know, so it's different. It's not the same as other kinds of roles. This is one of the only representation. And the Broadway guy, Brooks, has been brilliant in so many shows. And I think people are disappointed that he didn't get the chance or that mm. a LGBTQ person. I mean, we all know Ryan Murphy's worked extremely hard across, in front of and behind the camera to welcome and support our community. Um, but... I wasn't as bothered as other people why I'm just being I'm just kidding but I do understand why like the fat musical theater queens that I know are like we don't get you know what do they wait for Edna Turnblad you know it's like there's not a lot and to see like a straight guy do it fine is I think hard for a part of our community that you know I I don't I'm not in that's all. Yeah, then, but but do we do we go to the place if we're having if having such a problem with that 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 we are upset that uh, we, that Chad Cornell was gay playing straight? I mean, you know, I, we and don't. Who? Well, the the straight brother Chad Cornell in the Christmas setup. Now, you know, now you can't go all the way to that other side because the whole point is we wouldn't have to care about playing our roles if we got cast as a lot of straight roles, right? Like, true. Well. Fair, fair. I mean, that's sort of the point of the representation discussion, right? One, how well do you do it? I feel like that becomes were, the biggest of it, right? Were the girls uh, yes. out? Yes. Both of the girls? Okay, yeah. cool, good. The, um, good. And, the, and the other piece being- And you Andrew know, that, Reynolds. That big, big vocal in his big, big number. You know, if you knock it out of the park, people don't seem to be that bothered by Timothy Chalamet and Call, you, call Me By Your Name. You know, this is certainly not an issue where anybody's very consistent on it, right? Like right. we're not all like 100%. Um, but, it, but, it, but it, and it's also worth hearing though from people in our community that are bothered uh, specifically by this. Uh, Eric said, there's no reason for Corden to get that part. Streep and Kidman were big enough draws. They could have mm. given yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it brought any more audience. I agree with him. I think but, that that. Uh, in that, it's a wonderful musical about a bunch of queer kids just wanting to have the same high school experience uh, as everybody else gets to have. So you should check it out because the more we show up for our stories, the more stories there are, and the more opportunities we get, the less we have to worry about who's playing what. And that's the real point, y'all, of this whole conversation is making sure that LGBTQ performers are getting the full breadth of opportunities and then we don't have to care about who's, who's playing the fewer roles that exist for our community. Right, that's the real point. Absolutely. Well, we are way yeah. off time-wise. What you, tell me what we should do, uh, you know, um, story-wise. Let's skip all that international stuff, yeah? Um, wait, okay. let's, see, let's make sure, because this was a good, every lived, you know, this real stuff is sometimes more fun than all that news. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, Eric said, I cried watching the prom, but I think it's because my meds are getting changed. Hey. <laughs> yeah, well. Rob said, I will watch it after this tonight. Um, and see, and there is this. Jim, I thought James Corden did a good job. He showed more depth than I thought him capable of. And realistically, y'all, we all bring so much to these complicated discussions about art and representation and opportunity you know, we all bring in whether we do or don't already like somebody, whether we care or don't care. It's, you know, and but it's worth talking about, right? No one's saying set James Corden on fire or anything. Right, um, right. Well, and I, well, I saw him on Broadway in One Man, Two Governors, and he was amazing. I mean, crazy, crazy, brilliant work. And that was the first I'd ever heard of him when I saw him do that, that on Broadway. 
And see, and I feel like that's a really good point. We bring a lot of what we know of other people's work to new work, right? You know, we're all inevitably mm -hmm. uh, inclined to like work from people we already like. Um, and that's just the nature of enjoying and consuming art. One little quick fun thing as we move along, whatever, this has been a nonsense show and I'm loving it. I, what? It's just a different variety. Yeah, we're just, just giving you different content today. Yes. Um, did any of y'all see Disney's giant epic uh, dump of new content that they're putting out for the next four years that will literally, there's so much Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney animated properties coming that you could just watch Disney Plus and nothing else and feel like you had full cable. But the one that directly relates to us and our news is that they are making a prequel of Beauty and the Beast for LeFou and Gaston. Now, based on the live action with Josh Gad, uh, playing LeFou along with Luke Evans as Gaston. And since Bill Condon made it very clear at the end of that movie that LeFou is a homosexual, we might, this is just rumor, there's no, no truth to this yet, but we could get some Disney early homosexual winks, nods, or even a lusting moment from Josh Gad. That'd be very exciting. Yes, yeah. that, that, absolutely. I, I didn't know about any of this until you wrote, until oh, I got the I, outline. This, I mean, at our house, we're very excited about the Tiana series for Anika Nani Rose. Uh, but they are putting out literally like a whole universes of Star Wars content and various things. Disney said we are coming for streaming as a network. Mm, so, mm -hmm. Well, I put in I, this next story because I know how much you love them. Uh, the the bone uh the the, the bone the bone I know the I'm telling stories about what's happening to older homosexuals so i put this one in special oh, for you. you just did that because so i could talk about you know my shoulders or something yeah. oh maybe that's it okay a new study found that gay men are at higher risk risk of poor bone health uh, compared to straight men. It's just the same as a lot of more gays have left hand or left-handed. Uh, while lesbians and bisexual people have about the same bone health as straight people. This is a so silly story. But it basically, they feel like that it's not about the sexual orientation, but it's about our lifestyle. Finally, it's about the lifestyle. And, and you know, and you get very bad bone if you have a domineering mother. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you are very close with your Nana, you're gonna right. have your bones. Your, your bones will just go to shit if you if you were close to your Nana and your mother was domineering. I'm making that all up. I'm just kidding. Uh, it it basically says that because we smoke more and we drink more, and that causes bone density, and also that we are uh, our, our our bone health. It's also because we're depressed and on pills. So this is basically the reason we have bad bones is we are fucked up, y'all. We are fucked up people. So that, that explains why they always use Sally Field for those Boniva commercials. So we pay attention. So at this point, I feel like that we need a song. <laughs> We need a to bring us up. <laughs> I just enjoy that they keep doing all these studies that just say if you're an older homosexual, you're just fucked and not. You're just, I mean, I'm just like they canceled my third uh, shoulder shot. Because <laughs> yes, of COVID, or they did just they give COVID. up? They closed the office. They had to get they one one week. They had to. I guess someone tested positive or something in their office. So. They shut it down, and I'm I'm like all upset. But but I need my shot. Is it yeah, going to affect the shot? Is it going to affect my my treatment? They go, oh no, it's not going to affect it. Um, <laughs> like no, no, no. Also, so we got bad bones. A couple of weeks ago, we had mental health problems, and Rob figured out why we have bad knees. Oh wait, gay men have bad knees because they're on their knees a lot. You know. Oh, no, that's wear, true. You know, Just pray. We pray. We pray. We pray. What um, parts? Um. Oh, wait, and then I did have a fun. Uh, this showed up on my Instagram. This next story is why I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, I am not a gamer, G-A-M-E-R or G-A-Y-M-E-R, but there is a new video game out called Cyberpunk 2077. You follow a mercenary in a dystopian future. 
but it's an open world game. Y'all gamers know, which means you can sort of decide what you want to do when. And you build your character. Well, this particular game lets you build in great detail. I mean, you get to decide what the genitals look like. Oh. What size they are. The oh. pubic hairstyle. I mean, oh. I don't feel like you're whipping out your dick a lot in the video game. So I guess it's just psychologically so you know what's going on in your pants. But like in addition to all the other things you get to decide about your character, you get to do the genital size. And I friend I like my that. Yeah. I like that pubic uh pubic hair style. I'd no, like an updo. I'd like an updo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Be like, would you like an updo, a Brazilian, a Marcan, or bald? Bald. I'm not sure bald. what the choices are. But someone on my Instagram posted they were playing the game and it showed all the like all the different penis sizes. I believe they were all uncut. Um, if I remember correctly, but different sizes. And I just thought, I wonder if anybody in the thought to play the game and they were like, you know what? I'm gonna carry a big gun and have a micro penis just to be authentic. Well, that would explain. Be like, I, I mean, want a thumb dick and an Uzi. No? Like a Corvette. Um, me a Corvette. Rob, Rob said, you get to choose one's bone density in that video game. Like, I feel like <laughs> yes. that's probably not as no. important selection. No, you, but you do get to choose the boner density. Oh, yep. Like, are you a, are you a lean down person, a little floppy? Are you a straight up, just can't or hold Do you curve to the right or to the left? Does it veer? Does it linger <laughs> to the left? <laughs> and I just thought, well, good for the gamers. Oh, wait, and the important piece of that story was... In addition to that, it allows players to have gay sex during the game. Like there is a full on side quest at one point where you made up with a male hooker for some time together. Oh. Yeah. So video games provide an all of the outlets. Well, you know, in the dystopian future, once you blow off, blow some people away, I assume you need to blow off a little steam. And we and there's, there are choices for us. Uh, How's everyone doing today? Oh, you know what I should do? That commercial I didn't do in the middle because I felt like we hadn't earned it. Oh, you um, didn't think we earned any money today. Okay, no, I that's just didn't earn a tip, but um, I'm going to set up to sing y'all a little song. Uh, but in the meantime, if you did enjoy today's non-sensory, the opening technical difficulties, the longer discussion and a little deeper dive, you can tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. Uh, I literally don't, it's Tuesday, right? It's Tuesday? It is Tuesday. I had to think about it. I didn't know. I'm gonna get set up for my little performance. Y'all have any questions for Dale while I rearrange my set and get my stage manager to work? How much time is it? Do I, what do I need to do? Do I need, do I need to vamp a little bit? Y'all, um, now y'all say go. a little prayer because I got to plug in this microphone and earlier my computer shut down when I turned it on. Oh, okay. Yes. I hope that does not happen because then y'all are stuck with me and you do not want to hear me sing. Um, it, oh, yes, it, you it, do. You can lead us in a round of hymns. I, yeah, I can do, I can do a good silent night, but don't make me do Oh Holy Night. I need to, uh, something with a little lower register. Silent night. Um, so, uh, Rob, I, I'm so sorry you're depressed. He says in the room that he's depressed. I'm sorry. Maybe Emerson's song will give you a little uplifting. And thank you for the belated Not if you birthday. Can hear me. I can hear you just fine. Not if you can hear me, because I can't hear you. Remember? Oh, there we go. Thank you. Oh, okay. Everybody <laughs> say a little prayer. Uh, this is a preview of one of my solos from Have Yourself a Merry Little Lockdown that we are doing on Sunday night. Um, and I appreciate your uh, thoughts and prayers for all the technical uh, challenges. All right, I'm gonna mute Delford and take the stage. Hit. <clears throat> Greeting cards have all been sent. The Christmas rush is through. But I still have one wish to make A special one for you 
Merry Christmas, darling. We're apart, that's true. But I can dream, and in my dreams, I'm Christmasing with you. The holidays are joyful. There's always something new, but every day's a holiday when I'm near to you. For the lights on my tree, I wish you could see. I wish it every day. The logs on the fire fill me with desire to see you and to say that I wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year too. I've just one wish on this Christmas Eve. I wish I were with you. For the lights on my tree, I wish you could see. And I, I wish it every day. The logs on the fire fill me with desire to see you and to say that I wish you Merry Christmas. And a happy new year too. I've just one wish on this Christmas Eve. I wish I were with you. I wish I were with you. Blake has the crap in the background. Uh, oh, now you can talk again. I'm going to unplug right. and that hope that it doesn't lovely. shut everything down again. Okay, well, if it does, we had a great show. We had a weird show, but I always like being with you guys, and it didn't shut down. Maybe. There we go. See, we, we had technical difficulties before the show even started. So, um, anyway. I am not hearing you, Emerson. Uh, I don't think you're coming through. How do so. you hear me now? Oh, yes, yes. I thought I was going to have to go solo. Things about me. That's beautiful. That was beautiful, Emerson. Thank you for sharing that lovely thought. That is uh, uh, one of my very, very favorite uh, Christmas songs. And Blake and I are doing all or pieces of some 36 different songs on Sunday. I know some of you have bought your tickets. Um, and he oh, I love that picture. Thank you. You know, it's our our set, our week of show promo. You got to change the graphics, get people entertained. Um, so yes, you can get your tickets. Please do. I'm very excited. We've been working on it for weeks and weeks, and we have uh, uh, some fun and funny and some touching, and we're even doing a little sing along. All the different things you could want from a Christmas holiday show. Um, I'm putting the link in the uh, chat. Yeah, buy your tickets. Buy your tickets to see these boys. They, you know, they're all right if you, if Patrick you like said talent. Not, said not bad, Emerson, if you considered performing on stage. You know, uh, you know, maybe, you know, if it's it's either this or OnlyFans. So those are my choices. <laughs> well, you better hurry. That's it's all like, I have better hurry. You got about a about a year left on that window. <laughs> <laughs> See, if y'all ever worry about me hurting Dell's feelings about technology, don't worry that he gets as good as he gets. He basically <laughs> said this birthday on Sunday, I, I put the show on my birthday so y'all would feel guilty and buy tickets to come spend the yes. birthday. <laughs> and Carrie, <laughs> Carrie also agrees, no only fans. No only fans. No, no, we 
Y'all know I post all that thirsty. Look, you can see the head of my penis pictures on Instagram. It's so that people will see when we're doing shows and when we have movies out and when we do this radio show. That's the reason I post that shit. It's not because I have a burning desire to be an OnlyFans star. Well, and I don't post it to spare you guys. I just, God, I look better in clothes these days. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you look great. And, and, and you know, it's funny, sort of serious, because I get crap from my friends for like the Speedo pictures that I post. But I also get letters all the time from people who saying, you talking about how you felt weird being skinny and then now you are Speedos because you love them and you don't care has made me feel the same way about going to the pool and the beach. And like y'all, all of our bodies are what they are and you should wear a full length caftan and tie it like a turtleneck if that's how you feel most comfortable. But if you feel comfortable real close to naked, you should do that too. It's not about you need to do it how I do it but don't not do something because you're worried about other people seeing it. I have never given you shit. Over no, you have. Oh, no, you are, you are supportive of all people and all expressions, you know, except yeah. when you give me a hard time. <laughs> that was just joking. Was just uh, joking. just uh, joshing with you. All right. Well, I think we've come to the end of this. Yeah. No, we, 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 y'all, we limped along to the end. Y'all had to stick it out because we promised you that song. Um, and this is way I will say this. Carrie Short, <laughs> very straight fiance, loves my Instagram, and it's one of my favorite compliments. Oh, it's like ever since you were saying we lift along with this show. This show was sort of like, have you ever been? And you're going, oh my god, is this sex ever going to be over? Come on, just come already. And then uh, like it takes me a while. They're like, no, no, and you're like, no, let me rush you along. It's fine. You're like, this was a bad. Yes. Well, we are grateful to all of you who do always tune in. In all seriousness, we have a great time. We do love doing this. It is a highlight. I spend hours working on these stories because I really love hanging out with you all. And it is a very regular group of people that tunes in and we are really grateful uh, for all of you always showing up. And I know some of y'all watch later and we are grateful for y'all too. Yes, we are. All right, thank you guys for watching us today. We had fun, I hope you did too. And y'all continue to have a good week. Stay safe out there. We will see you on Friday.